Okay, here we go. It is episode 16 of the Escapade show. We're joined in the studio by Scottish dance music legend. I'll Thanks say very it. much. I'll say it. Yes. John Mancini. Cold work. Now, we've just fig- just discuss, uh, discovered there that it's actually Mancini. Now we've got Mancini. Three, th- three, Italian, Mancini. three, three Italians. Italians essentially in here. We've got two Scots, me and Craigie. But I've been told it's Mancini. Proper way to say Forza Azzurri. Forza Azzurri. And what's nuts as well, I've just found out we're actually from a similar region. Yes. We're from the same region, actually. Call Lazio. Call Lazio. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So, John, how yeah. are we? I'm, I'm fine. Uh, all the better for seeing you without your beard. But... This is the first po- podcast I've done without the beard, and we've swapped seats, so I'm like the new guy. Yeah, you're I'm Michael. like the new guy. I feel weird in this seat. I, f- I feel quite weird knowing that you're only 27. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that had to come in there. <laughs> well, I am. Um, people don't believe it. 27. Married four times, 12 kids. <laughs> no chance you're 27. <laughs> four kids. You've actually been DJing longer than Gal's been on this I have, planet. I have. This is, uh, well, last year was... This this year's my thirtieth year. Thirty years. Thirty years. Uh, aye, thirty years. Good and bad. Wow. How much has the scene changed in thirty years for someone like yourself, who's who's a veteran? The 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 scene the scene will always have its good and its bad points. The the bad points for me at the moment, and have been for probably the last ten years, is the corporates have took it. Mm-hmm. And made it about money and made it about brands that are, are just trying to make money. They they do not give one shit about the punter to an extent. But the, the punter can have a great experience because of the technology that's there, the, the stage shows and everything. But but they are they're being shortchanged. Yeah. They don't get that. When when I started DJing and, and through probably all the nineties, etc., for me it was one love, one dance floor. Everybody felt as one on that dance floor. Mm-hmm. You went with like minded people to like minded gigs and you listen to like minded DJs <clears throat> who it wasn't really about the DJ as such, mm-hmm. about the bigger brands, that, 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 but the whole atmosphere. It was always a journey. And that's fucking really cliche, mm-hmm. but it was always about a journey. Mm. That DJ, you had a start, middle and an end of the night, and it was just, it was phenomenal. Some of the trips, drug, no, no drug wise <laughs> trips, yeah. some of the trips and the, 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 the DJ sets that you, you listened to and mm-hmm. you experienced I don't see kids getting that, unfortunately, at the moment. They don't get it with, with some of the DJs. Some are there, but most... Are they just no. turning up for the brand? Hashtag the brand, do you think? Rather well, than, the, mm-hmm. as you say, the start, middle and end thing. To get caught in a video kind of thing? I think, I think there's... The e- even, the, even the DJs, I mean, half the DJs are jukeboxes. Mm-hmm. For instance, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're number one in the world, you have a chance to blow people's minds with tracks mm-hmm. that you get sent... See if you're up there and you're playing stuff that's just a different a bootleg or something, and it's just you're playing it for a reaction rather than to educate kids, etc. You're a wanker. Yeah. Sorry, but, but you have the power <laughs> to educate these yeah. kids and take and Fair show point. them. You go, this is what dance music is about. You go, don't just play Seven Nation Army a different remix. You can throw that in, but some of the some of the DJs are just music by numbers. Mm-hmm. And I, I can I'm, think of a few. Yes, I wouldn't say, oh, listen, no name dropping, but we can think of a few that, uh, that do do that. Some of them have done very well at it. And um, that's the injection um, of money though, isn't it? It's happened there, is it? It's it like, is. You know. It's that and it's, it's agents and it's, it's corporations, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't mm. like to knock any DJ because any DJ that's become successful, I take my hat off to them. Whatever they've, done, yeah. whatever they've done, they've became successful. Maybe, maybe the wrong way or the right way, whatever. But for me, DJing is about 
given people a journey. A, a, a journey. That's it, so. Is there any DJs now currently that are doing that for you? Yes. Like you know, when you think about it, I was going to ask that. It's, it's still, if, if I'm honest, it's still the still the older guys that that, that Aye. Still, still your your Roger Sanchez, your Sasha Digweeds. Very true. Um, They're still out there in Ibiza, though, commanding that respect. Probably mm-hmm. yes. see when you're out in Ibiza, you, you hear Roger Sanchez, and it's just respect reverberates. You know what yes, I mean? they, they've built that. They have. That, aye. That's when a DJ came through as a DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing where it's where it's changed was producers became DJs. And they were never DJs. They were only there to make money. Yeah. Would I do it myself? Probably. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to sit and criticise. But when you're in, when you're in the shoes on the other foot, you go, oh, I can't know that guy's making some good money and he's having the time of his life and mm-hmm. they've built a brand there. It's it's wrong for me. And you can hear it in their sets. They're, they're, they're shit half the Aye, they're not DJs. They're absolute shit. It's music by numbers. It's play, drop. Play, drop, wave your hands, drop, fucking jump about, yeah. maybe get a TO2 gun, etc. etc. Mm. I prefer a DJ's DJ. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Yeah. And it's still the older guys, as you're saying. That you There's some young guys coming through that, that have been that are, that, are, that are doing it that, that could take you on a, a good a good a good night, basically. Aye. And I see a lot of them starting doing start to start to finish nights. The Patrick Topping does that, I think that I think he does that quite a yeah. few times now. Obviously there's there's the Scottish guys that Jack Master's a decent DJ. Yeah. Um yeah. Jack's done all right for his show. And he's he's came he's one of the only ones that's came through as a DJ. Yeah. He never came through in the back of production no, or anything. Not for so. a while there that he couldn't do that anymore. Yes. Remember that's... Eddie Hallowell for me when Trance was at the, the, yep. the peak, he was the DJ. And he tried the producing thing and it didn't really kick off. He was known as the DJ. And since then I was like, you know, does this happen much more? And Jack mm-hmm. Master's a perfect I, example. I, I, of that. That's probably the only one I can think of. If I'm honest, um yeah. there's there's no <clears> other DJs that broke through as a DJ without mm-hmm. a bit of production behind them. Mm-hmm. I think some of them have had to get a bit of production because they're really good DJs. So they've, 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 they've grasped onto a few tracks to, yeah. to build that name. And then you go and you say, well, he's actually a fucking good DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's more the European guys who have one or two tracks, get signed up to an agency and get farmed out. Yeah, so the back DJ. You know, aye. There's a good few. You know, they're just told, right, learn that set. Now, inside out. You know, it's, it's, it's music by numbers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to knock the scene in that way. I wish it wasn't like that. Um, like TV, that. film, all of it's like that. Really, yes. it's all about the numbers game. So, so, do you think they should be separate? The roles of a, pro- <coughs> a producer and a DJ. There's not many people who can do both. Um, well, at least very well. There, there's not many. Um, it's probably some of the DJs are probably using some ghost producers, maybe, mm-hmm. to get to get that theirself that we lift up. A lot of that happens. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm not against some of that. If, if somebody's a good DJ and deserves to get that break. And they go, I need to get a couple of tracks behind me. So they get a bit of help for somebody mm-hmm. and it boosts them as DJs. Yeah. I think that's slightly wrong, but I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it against anybody. It's bloodlines, really, though. It's, it's all perception. It, I mean, it might be a brilliant, you know, really nice guy who's a DJ. Um, you know, he's, he's touring and whatever else. And he just needs that lift. And yes. What, what's wrong with him going and working with someone who spent 20 years in a studio yes. learning their craft? There's and then collaborating. It's, all, it's collaboration. End of the day, There's it? nothing wrong because if you look at every, like, album that has had an effect on any of our lives, you know... Oh, there's every, a writer, there's a producer, there's a mixing engineer, there's a master. always the same. There's, a, there's multiple people involved in an album, like... Always. Uh, there's always writers. I mean, all these things. I mean, some of the biggest changes. Like, like, there was a thing I read a while ago and it was, like, Freddie Mercury had wrote Bohemian Rap Yes. Right, and then that that Beyonce tune who runs seven the writers. world. It was like seven writers, and the tune is "Who runs the world, girls? Who runs the world?" And that just repeats that the whole time. Who runs it from seven this? Oh, seven writers, man. It's, it's <laughs> called it's talent versus corporates. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and 
uh, when you get to that corporate level, it is quite scary because then you've got someone like that who's empowering women, but they've got like underage workers in China making all yes. the gear that they're selling. Yes. You know, and you're like, wait Agreed. a minute, <laughs> there is massively blurred lines. But I think when you're talking about someone genuine who is a really good DJ but might not have the time to produce or just doesn't even want to, but they need a few tunes to kind of kickstart them. There's nothing wrong with that. They need a wee break. Mm-hmm. They need a wee, a wee bit of help. Sometimes you go, you are a fantastic DJ, mm-hmm. but you kind of get into the scene because you all these. Producers who Fake are coming barriers, on, really? Yes, who are coming on and saturating it mm-hmm. and they're fucking making good money. Yeah, totally. But that, maybe that guy deserves that wee break. I know a couple I could name off, but I wouldn't name them. Yeah, no, of course. We wouldn't ask you to, to do that either. So, so in terms of like getting that break then for, say, DJs in Scotland, obviously let's take Scotland because the country we're in. Like, There's variables there, as we're saying. Being a good DJ is one. Having tracks out. What else do you think is is key in this day and age with everything we've just kind of discussed there? Mm-hmm. Well, I I, I, I I like and I hate social media, mm-hmm. but it can help you immensely. Social yeah. media, you're good on social media. I like your your stuff on social media. A lot of people don't, <laughs> but that's why I like it. <laughs> it's controversial. Um, it's against the grain. FYI, isn't Facebook isn't real. Just no. in case, right? It's just, it's just a bit of fun. Aye. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult. First, being from Scotland is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, found it, we found it very difficult when we were, myself and Boney and stuff, and there was a few Scottish guys up here who... Breaking through. Never never really got... Through, through. The, the bigger, uh, right through. Mm-hmm. Because we felt we were from Scotland. And there was guys coming up, English DJs, and no disrespect for... T- English DJs who were there was there was big some big names and we were kicking their arse. Mm-hmm. We were fucking wiping the floor with them. But these guys, because of the where they were from, because of the contacts, the networks, London, the cetera, cetera, cetera. yes, it does help. Geography does help, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Maybe not as much nowadays because you have the network, uh, the, the the World Wide Web, etc. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really help us back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. There was guys like well, Graham Park who moved down to Manchester and, and created that from uh, from moving to Manchester. And Graham had done very well for himself. He was the first DJ to be named the best DJ in the world. Did you know that? Graham Park won it. Aye. Yep. Um, I don't know who won it this year. Do you know? Martin Garrix. So it was. Yeah. It was Martin was Garrix. Martin it probably was. Martin Garrix. <laughs> Some <laughs> Dutch guy. <laughs> Yeah, I some Dutch guys. <laughs> oh no, there was also was it Dixon? Was he not one of them that they got quite that's, highly rated? That's that an RA. You're talking uh, that's that's, about? that's, that's more a DJ's DJ type thing. Mm. That the, the R and A, which is RA. good, which is good. Probably yes, I, I prefer that that chart. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, the DJ Top One Hundred is very commercialised, isn't it? Not at all. I, 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 the, the the problem with that is DJ Top One Hundred is the higher up you go, the extra zeros you get on the end of your fees, which. Aye. And and you have to pay this to these agents who said, well, my my guy's number 10 or something. You go, <laughs> is he really number 10? Or did you pump a lot of money into your Facebook advertisements? That's the cons of, of social media. See the whole iPads thing at festivals and all that. See when that news broke, that that's, what's, that's what was happening. You know, that's it's just taking it to another level, right, isn't vote, it? Vote, vote, vote. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 50,000 people in this massive festival, you know. How do you do a true reflection then? It's like very it, difficult. It's very, very, yes, it very is. difficult. I think I think a poll should be half voted on and half graded by people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, when Colours Colours won Club of the Year, UK Club of the Year in 2001, 2002, now this was like an Oscar. This was massive. And it was voted on by 
promoters and and, and uh, DJs who came to your club and, and who was in the industry. Wow. And we won this. It wasn't a vote. Mm-hmm. It was probably where we won fuck all. <laughs> but it was a vote and we won it. Right. So I quite liked that type of thing. Um, so Simon Curl and all that came along and... No, really, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in people in the industry should have some sort of say in it or... or mm-hmm. For instance, if, if I think... You have, the, you, have the, you have the DJ Top 50 in Scotland, right? I don't think there is 50 DJs in Scotland. But anyway, <coughs> top, I think the Top 100 they called it. Aye. It, aye. They had 100. Aye, it's 100. 100. That's yeah. right. A lot of big names. It was 100 because Big Jace was 99. <laughs> 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 Which is, 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 isn't, isn't a great thing when a promoter looking outside sees him at 99, they go, well, that's a Scottish poll, you go. See, the well, thing is, regardless of what we think about it, it's a poll's a poll, and it's yes. perception. People look perception. in from other countries and, and say, well, he's only there. I, and we are talking about it. Exactly. So and Jace was, was 99, and I, I sent him a message and we laughed about it, and I says, see that see that 50 quid you just asked for the promoter for? I'll go down to 25. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's good that we talk about it. It's good that it, it can help boost the name of the Scotland scene. But it has adverse effects. Yes, say, I, I, I don't believe in. I think it should be there should be maybe fifty DJs nominated. Say this is the top <clears> fifty DJs in Scotland. Or top twenty people have to vote as a poll, and mm-hmm. yeah. they've been picked by a a jury or whatever it is, uh-huh. a panel, Aye. and and it should mm-hmm. be voted on. I, I don't think we 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 Jamie who works in the ice cream van at the weekend should be in that poll. No, you know what I mean. It's pretty unfair to the guys really grafting it away. You know, like, yes. you know. I mean, and you know, fair play to these wee bedroom DJs who've got a big following yes. of friends and stuff that are voting. But I, it does discredit because then you've got a guy like Jay Sale that's working his arse off that's coming in at ninety nine. When I don't uh, even know when I came in it. I don't know. Oh, you were up there, were you know? No, what the fuck. I you don't even there. know, mate. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You've got it framed in your wall and all that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Medal. <laughs> medal. Go in my Jimbo Fix It badge. <laughs> <laughs> I earned that as well. <laughs> Malorca, he was in it as well. Good Malorca, friend of the studio or a good friend of I'm yours, Malorca. Aye. Yo, 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 my lovely yo. Oh no, I hope he watches us. <laughs> well, I'm, watch I'm sure he'll watch it. Is, is he not number one at some point? He was, and I was number three in that, that, that time. Was that the Vestax one? That was the Vestax. That was the one I remember, it was 2013, 14 It went maybe. for three or four years, and then I think Vestax pulled, I don't really know, and then it was taken over. Right. Um, no, taken over, just, just replaced. A new one came along? Yes, um... That's interesting. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to knock it. Um, it's got its pros and cons. It is what it is. It gets exposure for some yes. guys as well that are looking yes. for it. So it's like in it has its pros and cons. It's, it, it doesn't do the scene in Scotland much favour. When somebody looks in and they see all these these young guys who got their pals to vote for them and, and you go, about? It doesn't look like much a credible No, you thing. go, is no. that what Scotland's about? It's a bit like you the football team. You Jack Master at, at fucking 35 or something and slam, slam and all that. Harry and Dominic don't even get in it, etc. They're, they're the guys that I always yeah. would Go be to. rating, etc. Et mm-hmm. um, there's loads, there's loads, but mm-hmm. listen, you're right, it is what it is. As, so how did, like, obviously we're talking about you've been in the game 30 years, we were kind of asking you, you know, getting breaking through, but like, how did it all really come about for you? Was it a certain gig that changed you and went, I'm, I want a DJ, or was it a certain track, you know, what did you start I was, out I was, on? I was always buying records, always bought records, and then the dance scene, they exploded in, in the summer of love in 1988 and I was I was 19 at the time which probably you weren't even born and I'm fucking 19 <laughs> so 19 and and the scene came along and I was buying 12s and buying stuff and then the, this explosion manager I just remember the whole 
the whole youth culture being gripped by yep. this this thing that came along. Mm-hmm. And then some guy, there's a local bar called Rumours, which which is just 200 crazy kids just jumping on the back of this dance music scene. But the guy who was in it done commercial stuff, DJ-wise, and he never turned up one night and my mate phoned me up and said, can you come down and fill in for this guy? So I was doing tunes and, and the place, it was, it was fucking insanity. Mm-hmm. The guy behind the bars, like, oh, what the fuck's this? He was, he was, he was happy that he was making money, but he's gone. What's this, is, this music? This is bonkers, man. This is kids off fucking clapping and doing their things in tribal sort of mode. Uh huh. And and that, I, I got the job straight after that, and I just kept collecting anything I made. I bought records with. I've got thirty five thousand bits of vinyl. Wow. And and I just I just spent everything I, I earned, and I just built it from there, and then the bigger events started coming along. Not for me to DJ it, but they just started springing up. Dirtbox. To go to. Plaza. Etc. Big, big names. And then, and all the kids would go to these events. Mm-hmm. There would be like, a bus goes from each sort of town, city, whatever, and they would just descend on one event because they never had much of a choice. Mm-hmm. But you knew these events would come along. That One would be at the start of the month, it would be at the end, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Because they would just put them in one off the one of regular events. And, I got, we went to, it was called West Coast Jam, which was called Street Rave. That was the very first name. It was called West Coast Jam. It was an air pavilion. And I went there as a punter, the first one. And I met Ricky through somebody else. And as 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 always done, and I've, I've said this many a time, is bring a bus and we'll give you a shot. That's what it was like. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a real issue with people who don't want to do that for, mm-hmm. for to get a break. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish it wasn't like that. I wish it was come down and DJ and like, fuck me, man, and have a great time because it's got to sell out. But that, that's that reality. And promoting big events, like that, is you need help for everywhere. You need foot soldiers. You need people who's got to bring people for different parts of the country and then try and grow something at it. Yep. And I, I ran a bus. Sorry, the girls ran a bus who I knew and I just sort of jumped in the back here and I got a shot. And once I got my foot in the door, I worked hard. I helped out. I, I still made sure they, they brought buses and... I became a resident DJ, mm-hmm. which I was very fortunate. Now that's, it's a hard thing to do nowadays. There's so many kids, young DJs trying to break through. It's so accessible now. It's fucking, it's too, it, it's, it's, it's every, every second guy wants to be a DJ. Back then, it was all vinyl and mm-hmm. you had to buy vinyl and you had to pick the right vinyl and you could be able to mix the craft, pro- pro- yeah. properly. It was more niche. See if you weren't a good DJ, as in you couldn't mix, you didn't pick the right tunes, you got found it and that was it. You mm-hmm. couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't use technology to cover up how shit you were. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, you got true, found though. it, you got found it, you go, like, oh, he's fucking terrible, man. Aye, I can aye. hear the thunder, but I can't see the lightning. So uh-huh. you're mixing. Aye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see see that first gig that the, the, the guy never showed up? Uh, could you mix at that point? Yes. I right. could just, I bought, a, I bought a set of Technics 1210s. I've still got them. They're in pristine condition. Pristine. And the, 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 I think they've been serviced once, but they're immaculate. And I still have them, and they work perfectly. Brilliant. And I bought them in 1988. I bought them at a hi-fi corner. They were... I've still got the receipt. Still got, I don't know why I've got the receipt. I've got the receipt, and they were 300 quid each. That's what they were. And I could probably get 300 quid for them now, 30 years later. But they still work the exact same. They still sound as good. They still wow. operate. You know you, when... A lot of young DJs only get this, but when it goes to the zero, and maybe it would move back and forth, and it would... I've noticed that a few it times. It doesn't yeah. happen. This, these are these are pristine. So that's is that just a wear and tear thing with decks? 
Probably. <laughs> and like I see in a lot of the twelve tens I've used, you get that on the zero. Yes. It, it, there's no in between the mix being enough. You need to either move them all yes. down or move them all up. Yes. That's if you got it to the zero and something it would, it would, it would Aye, move the, mag- the magnet would move Aye. and you'd see the deck. It's gonna be like, oh fucking hell. I know. <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. So that's a wear and tear thing, aye. It's a wear and tear. I aye. remember switching. I was playing in um, Melville's, what was it called? Somewhere in Livingston. Big big event. Pete Tong's there. And we, it's, Pete Tong comes on and he switches. It's yeah, a, a, a thing he used to do between DJs, we'd switch their track off and it would, mm-hmm. and then you would start. Aye. I'm on. As you turn the deck right So off. Pete Tong's done it off <laughs> and it's fucking, the top's broke. <laughs> the top of the deck spot so we had to while he's DJing on one deck pull the deck up now the bottom of the, the 1210 comes off it's rubber so he'd pull it to the side he'd screw unscrew the foot and you pull it to the side and we stuck it and we put it back on and put it back down because you never had extra decks and fucking all that <laughs> in your rider can I have 12 2 uh, 12 10s and, and four CDJ but, which guys never use but they always ask for them Aye. in their rider <laughs> four CDJs <laughs> what you want you're just playing a play recorded mix with <laughs> Fuck you want to afford the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so kind of residency then. Where's the residency for then? For what event? Well, you, you got the residency then? So that, The residency you- would be would be at a, a local place called Rumours. That was my first residency. And then at their residency I took after that would be Street Dave. Right. And I've been there since. Right. Obviously that emerged into Colours and, yeah. and a few other brands, etc. Okay. And I've been there. Fortunately or unfortunately, I've still been there for, for 30 years basically. It's um, obviously kept you there for a good reason. It's, it's, it's becomes a way of life. Mm-hmm. It becomes ingrained in your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know many guys who s- they step away from it slightly, but it's always there. Once you're a DJ, you're always a DJ. That that's the plain fact. Yeah. If you've done it DJing in a, a, a decent level, and and you've you've done it for so many years, you'll always be a DJ. Mm-hmm. You might step back for it, but that's always in there. Mm-hmm. So that comes out that. You're always you mixing your wedding or something. I'm fucking out of road, you. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the TTA, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that always becomes, it's ingrained in I know what you mean. If, 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 you know what I mean? I totally what I mean? know. And I, I think DJs that. will know what they mean. If our, our generation grew up with, with dance music and it changed the world, dance music, acid house thing. And, but DJing wise, and changed their way of life. All the guys that I know that went to clubs years and years ago are different for other people who never went to the scene. They're just, they just got a different outlook in life. They feel, mm-hmm. I feel still quite young, even though I'm nearly 50. Mm-hmm. I, st- I feel I feel quite young because I've been in, in that sort of industry. It's uh-huh. quite a young industry. Yeah. Definitely. Um, just, just just different. We've got a different outlook. and, and That's a positive. That's a real positive thing. Very. It? It's, it's always just been a different Definitely. outlook. If you come into the club and scene, you have a different outlook to the ones who never came in the club and scene. I don't know why, but that that's a well, it's that's associated a, to art, isn't it? It's like free spirit kind of thing. There's a lot of associations well, with music. I think it's a lot of when you go to clubs, you meet different people, become yeah, ingrained, you become definitely. you create bonds, like minded people, you create bonds that, that, that never get broken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird to really explain. So the thing is, it's like everybody's got their own thing, though, because then you've got another group of guys that would be saying the same that are like football mad. Yes. They're like, they don't get it. They, yes. they can't get the, the football I. lifestyle. That's what it is. Or That's cars, guys that are into their motors that don't go clubbing, but oh, I love a motor, man. How good are motors, man? You're a motorhead, aren't you? No, I'm You're not. You're a motorhead. I'm not. 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 I'm not.
Ash Martinez. Now you're 57. Now you're 57. You've been driving for 30 years. The old Alpine, uh, the old Alpine. No, so uh, I, no, I mean, that's, you know, so I guess I guess it's why, because you're, you're meeting like-minded yes. people. I guess it's kind of like the, a lot of the, the projects we run like, in the community with young people, because a lot of them come in and do like a creative workshop with us because they're maybe not into football uh-huh. and they're 14 and all their pals are and they're kind of like, well, I'm into like YouTube and I'm into the decks or whatever. So, you know, I think I think everybody's kind of got that in their own scene and this is such a young scene that you, no wonder you, you, you feel so young. You, you, you still look young there. I'm giving you compliments. You're ripping me, but I'm giving you compliments. You look hey, fantastic. You're more grander. But I introduced John in the scene uh, back right a while ago with my old night at Rumours. It's a weird one. It's just, and obviously that, that scene evolves all the time. So there's a different club and generation, I think, every four or five, six years. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. you, I mean, I'm DJing to guys who I went out with to start with. DJing to their kids now. Aye. Go, ah, all right, you got a picture with you that? Still got it, big man. Like, aye, aye, my dad says you're all right. He's your dad. That's cool. As long as it's not your bar. So see, going on. <laughs> see, Grotty, like, you're saying how you're DJing for like, the younger yes. people as well. Relevance, how do you look at that then? Do you still obviously take a flavour of what you were first into or do you finger on the pulse all the time keep, keep yourself relevant so you can still play at the forefront of these gigs well, you, you always still listen to newer music mm-hmm. um, I still have what I think is my original stamp on it mm-hmm. um, I just I don't listen to many DJs as such mm-hmm. I still listen to new music that I get sent and I'll, I'll, I'll check out some charts and, and releases etc etc but Yes, you've got to be relevant. You've got to still be fresh. Mm-hmm. But you've still got to stick to your roots. Yeah. And have your own ownership of your own That's thing. It. I think, I think I'm, I'm quite strong-minded when it comes to music and I like that thing. And I'll also chop and change depending on, on who I'm playing with, what sort of event it is, etc. That I makes a good DJ. That's the art of the residency as well, though. Well, the residency you're, you're, the, you're there. At, who am I playing with this month or this week? What no. style have I got to go in at the night? Yes, I, I can, I can. I'm pretty flexible. I think I'm, I've, I've, I've done all right at the warming up thing. I've warmed up for everybody on the planet, nearly. Yeah. Um, we definitely people, getting some of that. Whether, whether people frown upon just, or you've just been a warm up DJ? Not at all. I, I couldn't give a fuck. I've, I've loved doing the warm ups. That probably so important. Night, it's so important. It's there's a self satisfaction to to start a night and bring people in pull them into your music and leave them hanging there mm-hmm. for that other DJ to blow yeah. them away. Yeah. So. I totally agree. I mean, I've, through Colours, I've done a fair few warm-up sets as well, you know, Falkirk, Edinburgh and whatever. You know, when you're warming up for someone like Eddie Halliwell, who's right hot property at that point, the last thing you want to do is like, blow everybody away. Yes. You're aware that people <laughs> are coming in and grabbing their drinks, talking to their mates. They don't want the, the volume up for a start. That's it. Right up to the top. Well, you don't want to ring the reds, no. <laughs> I know, you know. So, or or, or so many drops in your... Stand your off. <laughs> Aye. An old Coldplay remix. Fascinating. <laughs> 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 I could tell you a funny story about, about young guys not getting it with the warm-up, but let's uh, say you only get the, 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 the warm-up done properly through experience. Aye. If, if you haven't experienced it and you haven't researched it properly, then you only get it. And and listen, I made mistakes myself. No many, but I made mistakes. <laughs> so we're chatting about uh, warm-up sets. We're talking um, about the many DJs you've you've played with. Um, the so, journey you've been on. Aye. Who, I mean, you've obviously DJed with 
pretty much everyone. Who is kind of blown you away? Not. Because there's big names in there. There's big names. I've I've, I've probably DJ'd right right in front, probably just me and them as a guest at some point or other would be for Carol Cox to Tiesto to David Guetta to everybody. Everybody. Sasha Digweed, Eric Marillo, Roger Sanchez, the late, great Frankie Knuckles, my hero, Frankie Mm -hmm. Knuckles. Um, who, Who blew me away? Probably most of them. In their own right. In their own way. Um, and I've always felt part of that night because of the the way I've warmed up. That's no blowing my trumpet or anything. It's just because I added to that night. Of course. And some people stand there and go, "Come on, you fucking left all this shit." <laughs> but but you are there to do your job, and you just deliver it to that DJ so that he just rocks it for the tour. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, blown it. <sighs> There's guys who I've always respected who have come on and 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 done the damage and have been. Envious of how good they are, not in a bad way. I've admired them. Mm-hmm. Would be Roger Sanchez, would be Eric Marillo. Um, um, I've always respected David Getter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no light in the industry in certain areas, but I've always respected the you guy. Know, when you look into David Guetta, though, he was a big techno DJ when he was younger. Some of the early videos of him in space are absolutely rocking. He knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. He's just he's just because he's became so popular mm-hmm. that he's become hated. I know he's made and his money, Some man. of the shit you hear on Facebook is, or uh, social media is just the dreadful. Bigger, the bigger you get, the more opinions, eh? Well, you see, you see oh, there's, no, there's no cables in the back of that. He's CDJ. just pushing a button. Look, you can't see the screens. Uh, Who cares? You think for one minute, right? He's on stage with 50,000 people in front of him and a million people watching him that he's not going to switch them on. <laughs> Do you think for a minute he's not going to have them fucking on? Oh, listen, I'm just kidding on here. Make sure you put them off before I arrive. What fucking the planet are these guys on? No. Ah, the screen's off. <laughs> See if he's got to fake it. He's got to have the screens on. Aye. No, they were, no, they were off. No, no. But there's like actual threads of, of people arguing about this. So, like... Days upon days, I've seen them happen Nonsense. online. You know, it doesn't happen with just just him. There's a lot of DJs. So many. It's caught in the, the the sunlight or stuff, and you go. It's moans for moans' sake online, because everyone's got a voice online. So it's a case of just moan, moan, moan. You know, it happens. It does happen. Yes, agreed. The the DJs that that, that blew me away. There, there's there's so many. Right. There is so many that I could. Carol Cox, etc. Who, it's more the DJs I respect as the ones. Sorry, the ones that blew me away as, as the guys that I've respected through life. Mm-hmm. So anyway, CJ Macintosh, the few guys who, who when I heard them, they they totally changed mm-hmm. my opinion of dance music, because when you start DJing, we played a mash of everything from hip hop, to funk, to disco, to to house, to acid house, to to US garage, everything in between, big beat and all that stuff, and then you'll they'll get a DJ who'll come along and go, holy fuck, mm. I'm just kidding myself on here, yeah, and then you get a DJ go, that's what it's about, and he. CJ McIntosh and Nightmares and Wax were the guys who turned it for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan of Nightmares and Wax. Well, Nightmares and Wax were the first guys I really heard seriously DJing with, with good US house music. Nice. Um, it was at the Pavilion. And as I said, we were playing Italian house, techno, acid house. And mm. it was great. You just fucking rammed them in and you'd mixed a couple. And the kids, everybody just went for it because that's yeah. what it was all about. And then these guys, guest DJs, come along and you go, I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just no, I'm no much as I'm playing what I like and what the punters like, says I'm no DJing right and these guys you go, that's what it's about. Mm. Mm. Everybody's probably got a point in their life when they, they remember hearing a DJ and you go, 
That's it. That's what it's about. See, on the other the other flip side of that, then who is who have you walked away just like shaking your head saying he's an asshole, or <laughs> you know, just like you've thought, oh, here's yeah. my hero, and then you've watched him went, he is just terrible at what he's doing here. I'm not going to name any names. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've no. I've. I have respect for everybody. No, that's fair enough. Night. That's fair enough. There is DJs, obviously, that I've, I've, I've no enjoyed working with. Um, there's DJs who have said you're vastly overrated, mm-hmm. and there's DJs who have thought you're a cunt. Mm-hmm. But that that's life, and I think that's so. And and in every part of life, there's there's people like that. There's right. a lot of imposters in the dance, the dance music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the new school of DJs, unfortunately, haven't got the same, the same outlook as what the other DJs had, because because they're brought in through agents and they just become robots. Unfortunately, the guys are dragged out a studio, showed how to DJ, and they have, they don't have much person. They probably have got a personality, but they're not allowed to show it to you. I've sat and interviewed some of them, and I'm talking through a manager to get an answer here, and they're going. They're going and I, 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 will, I will not knock the guys for it because probably that's how they've been coached mm-hmm. and it just being robots. Yeah. Avicii. Mm-hmm. Avicii. Yeah. The guy, the guy was, was made into a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, he did 300 gigs in a year. 300 gigs. That's too many. Travelling everywhere. It's too many. I know what it's like going to Ibiza for a fucking two nights. <laughs> but you know what it's like? See when you travel, you travel, you DJ yeah, yeah. and you, you don't see anything. You see the hotel and you DJ and you come home and yeah. it, it's, it's quite... It's not as glamorous if they make it. No, no. We, we've touched on this a few times. It's it's the hotel loneliness after the gig yes. of pure adrenaline. You're not sleeping. The the walls are ringing. Your ears are like you know. You know if you get protection, it's horrible. It's you can go for, for you're, you're you're heading downwards. A serious one gig. gig you know? I've seen a few DJs talk about it, and that seriousness of of you're you're, a, you're in a gig and it's fucking going off, and they're in the palm of your hand, and you've had a great night. You just get dropped off, and you go. What now? I've just rocked 10,000 people. Can't even phone for a kebab. Aye. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's very deflating. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's highs and lows. How do you mitigate something like that though? It's a decision though. It's like with the extreme highs, you've got to take the extreme lows. So it's, it's a, a mindset guess, thing. It's, it's a choice, isn't it? It's you, a bad, you're, you're aware a, of it. It's a, it's, a, it's a horrible lifestyle. I, I, I'll say that because it, there's a lot of, de- you'll see the videos and stuff, there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of, as you said, highs and lows. It's a it's an unhealthy lifestyle. Totally. DJing and travelling. Obviously, I'm not at the same level as some of these other guys who are doing doing all that stuff. So I can only sympathise with what some of them are doing. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong, you get treated pretty well and you're making good money. Some of these guys are making serious cash. But mm-hmm. you go back to Avicii. Yeah. The guy was made into a robot, three hundred mm-hmm. gigs in one year, and it's, it's took its toll on the guy. I, I think the guy was. It's just a nice, quiet guy who was a phenomenal producer. His style of music, and he, he's been plucked out, out his studio and said, "We've got to make money in you." Yeah, and he's probably agreed to it. Being a young guy who's, of course, it seems like a lavish lifestyle. Make you into a superstar, and you go, "Fucking brilliant!" Yeah, this is, this, that's what it's about. I mean, he's getting there. The nerves and everything are getting the better of him, and that pressure. I've been there, knowing, knowing his level without a doubt. But playing some pretty big gigs, I'm not a nervous person. I don't get it, but sometimes. It's it's pretty stressful that it's up to you. Yeah, and he and people are there, and there are tens of thousands to see him on a totally different level from where I'm at, mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. or have ever been. And he's the main guy, and he's under so much pressure. Yeah, I've seen him playing gigs, and he would he would they would drive in 
that I seen at Swire. Seen him, seen him playing. Uh, be, I was there with my mate who was DJing, and and he, he, he arrived and he went straight to the stage. DJed. He arrived five minutes before his gig, and he, he left and he went away. That was it. Straight to the next location, probably. Straight to probably the hotel, uh, the the airport. the airport, and away to plane. Aye, different country that night. Um, I don't know how you deal with it. I think a, a big part of that though is definitely down to his team who are absolute widows for like constantly pushing him into something that are just making money off the back of this human being who they're making do 300 shows a year. I mean, it's kind of like the whole Michael Jackson thing as well, isn't it? Like, it gets so worked to the bone that, you know, surely at one point the people around you have got to say, let's say naughty a couple of things here. Do you know what I mean? It's a scary place to be if you're that in demand and yes. you know your life's turned into you have just been globalised. You're, you know, you're the commercial monkey there. You know, you're the talent but feel, feel so isolated at the same time. Totally. You know I mean? it's, it's, there's, totally. there's a real... There's a duty of care. Mm-hmm. There's a duty of care from uh, your management. But at the same time, seeing the management go, Let, let's tour the shit with this for a year or two years and make my money, and that'll be it. Aye. And it doesn't end after two years. Aye. So they, they still pump you for it. Mm-hmm. So to go for making 20, 30 million pounds a year, to do we cut back on this? You go, no, we've got to keep pumping this guy. Because mm-hmm. he's still. Because he's, he's still making his that money. He's making his money. He's making his money. Um, it's difficult. I have every sympathy with the guy, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. He's well, I mean, it's ended in the worst possible yes. way. Do you know what I mean? He's dead. It's, I mean, yes. it's disgusting. Like how it, I heard there's a, there's a documentary out about it all. Is. Uh, he, he done, he done his, he done his tour thing. What's it called? Avicii. I've watched it. I sat and watched it and it's, I watched it after he died. And when you, when you look at it, you go, fucking hell. That his, manage, his manager sits and says, this will kill him. He sits and says it. Ash, his manager sits and says, on the documentary, this will kill him because he's doing interviews and all that stuff and stuff. And it's probably just a throwaway, throwaway comment. Aye. And it did. It True enough. I, to, to be fair, he's not been DJing for a couple of years. and But I think it's done the damage. Before, because we had an operation and all that at 21. Um, quite a heavy operation to get. Gallbladder and stuff, gold I think. And I think a lot of it was drinking juice yes. through managing stress probably aye that's what it was so there you go your, your body's got limits there lack of sleep aye as aye. I said it's an unhealthy lifestyle much so as unhealthy. when I used to go to gigs years ago my mates would come with me now it's travel to Dundee or Aberdeen I'll drive up and I'll drive back and see that journey from fucking you're leaving at 2 and 3 in the morning you're driving back it's demoralising it's it's depressing as fuck mm-hmm. the sun's coming up mm. the birds are you can hear the birds in the wind, and you're travelling you're going up. Like, do I really want to be doing this? Mm. It's it's tough. Mm. It's fucking tough. You can have the best gig in the world, mm-hmm. but driving home, knowing that you've lost another night's sleep, and you'll take a recovery. Obviously, I'm getting a bit older at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, you question yourself so many times. It's very, it's tough. It's it's, it's fucking tough. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. Sitting at Saturday night, you're sitting in the house, and you, I've got to go to Vanessa night. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh fuck. You're going to have a great gig, yeah, and meet great people and have a great time. But that travel up and the travel back is 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 tough. It is. Mm. It's really especially tough. when you're more on the road and traveling like foreign places. That I mean, we've tasted some of that going about, and it's like, I guess a way of mitigating the kind of depression is having people around you, like good people. Like so, if you've got friends, I mean, we always kind of try and travel and do gigs and stuff because it's always a better. I mean, if I was going to the airport at some of the times myself. Uh, just like I like kind of being around people having a laugh kind of making it something or staying a wee day extra if it's in Amsterdam yep. or whatever because you feel like you're actually there for a reason as well yep. you know you're absorbing a bit of the city you come back more refreshed you get a night's kip yep 
So it's like I've you know, travelled a bit of that. times myself, and it's 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 tough. It's not that I've done great. a tour of I've done a tour of Spain and Portugal myself. Right. I've done five six gigs. Met up with I think it was Roger Sanchez done it with one. I can't remember. It was it was a tour. I've I've done many a time travelling, and mm. the travelling yourself mm. is is difficult. It's Aye. it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Even Aye. just as I said, Aberdeen and Venice, whatever. It's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Totally as you get lost in your own thoughts and it is it's like I mean I felt it after you played Amnesia like we were like you know behind the decks like oh my god look at this and then you're in the taxi the on the way is, back I, 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 was up, the hell? I was up the whole next day because I didn't finish the set till 7am so by the time you're back you're dropped off you're into the next day uh-huh. and like the adrenaline off the back of that that is a yeah. drug that's keeping you up that's right through the day and like you know if you i've obviously i had a bit of company there which is fine you know a bit of lunch and yeah, all that yeah. fair enough but imagine that i'm on stern in the room literally i'll go a wee walk now right there's half an hour past now what <laughs> it's, it's quite weird that i'm sitting sort of knocking parts of djing because djing is the best job in the world yeah mm-hmm. at certain points but there is cons involved in it. There, like there anything. Is, there it's, is, it's a it, massive it, massive win and, and you know the massive down as well it's, it comes with it 30 years I've done it and I've, yeah. I've, I've been so grateful mm-hmm. for the opportunities I've had and very the important. gigs that I've done yeah, and the, sure. the fact I was there at the start the, the house scene and I'm still doing it to a certain level um, I'm t- eternally grateful for anybody who's actually came along and supported me or, yeah. or, or for sure. could listen to my mix and said that's alright big man anything at all but there, there is definitely pitfalls to the to the, the mm. industry and the, the occupation. Absolutely. On a, on a lighter note, out of all the DJs that you've seen, all the mad legends you've mentioned, is there something that like um, is like common with them all that you've noticed? Is there like a magic there? Is there something with the highest like DJs, Eric Morello, Carol Cox? Is there an energy thread that you just you feel it off them? Or you know, what's your thoughts? There's there's an aura with, with some guys who have a total presence. Frankie Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Now, I met, uh, I met Frankie Knuckles on numerous occasions, and DJ on numerous occasions with him. And when I, when I met him, still met him, I met him in, uh, probably about three years before he, he passed away, but I'm so done. And I, 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 I called him Mr. Knuckles. <laughs> his name's Knuckles, to be fair. His name's Frankie Knuckles. Right. That's his real name. And I called him Mr. Knuckles, and he, he turned and said to me, my fucking dad, eh, the only person that gets called that is my dad. Aye. So I just I said, just because I have so much respect for him, he, he did an aura. Uh-huh. And he just was there, he was, he was just there. Carol Cox has got the same. Pete Tong's up there as well, to be honest. Um, there's a certain aura about Pete. I like Pete. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you, how you would, would describe him. I'm, I'm friends with other guys, really friends with Sasha Digweed. Um, I can go and sit with him and talk to him. And mm-hmm. Roger Sanchez, the guys who I looked up to became friends, mm-hmm. as to as far as you can go as friends. Mm-hmm. The other guys were, Carol Cox is a friend, I can say mm-hmm. my name and ah, yeah. guys. But there's other guys who you just, Frankie Knuckles to step back from. Yeah. You couldn't get an air be friends with Frankie Knuckles, much as I met him and he was, he was, he was just another, yes. another level. Um, is, there a, is there a certain thing that they all have? I, I don't, I, nah. Nah, no really, I think, I think, Maybe it's, it's what you think of it in your mind, how you perceive them that creates yeah. that. I guess yeah, they're yeah. all just real guys. For those guys, there's a genuine love and a genuine pedigree in history Passion. for dance music. For dance, I think they like a, a wide variety of stuff mm-hmm. and that makes them into the DJs that they are. Because I mean, Frank, uh, 
Carol Cox would play sets with funk and disco and everything. Mm. But he's a techno DJ. Yeah. And I think we all like different genres of dance music. I think that's what makes a good DJ, if I'm honest. They listen to a bit of everything. See if you're listening techno 24-7, just that. You have no other influences from mm. anywhere else. I don't think you can be as good as you should be. Yeah. No. I, I think totally you, have to, you have to have some yeah. input for else here. I, I'm a househead, but I can play right across the board. Mm-hmm. From acid, to techno, to anything. I find sometimes touch my toe into the, the EDM sound when I was warm up for, for DJ. I wouldn't go too cheesy if, if possible, but... So do, do you think it's also important then to define that you're a househead, but you've got that? Because seeing DJ in these days is something we talk about quite a lot. Almost is that you need to define who you are as a DJ, but have loads of influences. Genre like laws. For the marketplace kind of thing, it's like you need to be able Brand to brand yourself as yes. Cox, techno DJ. I think yeah, I think you need to um, if you're if you're trying to make moves against moves into the scene, you have to be in a certain genre. But is that no rubbish as well? Sure. Because it's totally sure. it's like right, rubbish. I grew, I grew up watching guys like yourself. I was house electro, then trance, and because I've had a few trance releases. I'm associated as just trance at times with a lot of people and I've never once solo ever 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 listened to trance and I really really do Yeah. but it's funny that it's like I almost feel like you know you're better off just having influences as you just said there but oh, packing yeah. it's not nice but it's like have so you I, I, I play right across the board people sometimes say we play three or four different genres and that mixing that's it's all house in the end it's all house in the end um, I like to play everything, theme for disco, to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done an 80s and a wee while ago. So we all edit the 80s and stuff, and, and I loved it. Loved there's certain things I would get, there's some, there's some things I would get, I would get booked to go and DJ at certain events, and, and it's right across the board, these people, whatever, the, the type of person, it's the demographic. Mm-hmm. And I've seen me playing remixes of the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and, Banana Rama again, but they're, they're, for half, I consider quality edits and quality mm-hmm. remixes, mm-hmm. and they worked. They worked. That's because you're doing the DJing. You're, you're, you're there, obviously, performing and putting on a, a show for the who, who's there, adaptive as a DJ. Yeah, you know, that's what that is all about, essentially. It's, it's a very interesting thing, that, you know. You, how, much, how much would you say your sets have changed from when you started to now, or are they still similar in terms of your approach that you're looking to, you know, broaden people's horizons in terms of music and, and, and cover many spectrums as opposed to just one? The, the, the thing about what I've done at the, at the start, I was, I was resonant at, at Street Rave, etc. And I would play the last hour. Now, the last hour at every event that we done had to be big tunes. Ah, you're looking for a yeah. um, And if I didn't need to deliver big tunes, you play some individual other tracks in there, but you had big tunes, that's what you wanted. If you didn't play them, you would get fucking bald. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Lodge was like, because that's what they wanted, that's what it was. The hits. And I still, I still play the last hour at the street name events here. I try to mix it up, I try to be different, I try to play. Things and the stuff I played in there is, is Lionel Richie, all night long, etc. Last tune, Deep Blue, it's really, really varied. <laughs> um, but in, in those certain sets, you still have to play those select tunes, those big tunes. There'll be, there'll be a handful in there that you have to, have to deliver. Um, the approach the approach is different for each set, probably. Unless it's that last hour or something. The approach is different if I go to, depending on the morning up for. Mm-hmm. 
depending on what time of the night I'm on it, mm -hmm. depending on where the night is. Um, Reading the crowd. Yes, but I've always liked to think that I put my stamp on it um, as I played. I maybe get it wrong, I don't know, because I play too many genres across the board. Sometimes they don't mix and match, sometimes they don't, doesn't work right. Sometimes it just that's the way it is. Yeah. Sometimes it, it works perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's trial and error. And I've, as I said, I've made all those fucking mistakes. Yeah. I've made them. But I've done some good things. Mention the DJ Yarn now, though. Through all that. Do you know what I mean? Through all that. I'd love to see the love to see a Mancini set. You know, so it, sounds, it sounds great. It sounds up my street, actually. Yeah, it depends what it is. depends on what it is. Mm. So, People, people still associate me with, with the old stuff, unfortunately. Aye. Street Dave thing, right? And, and I, I've spoke about it, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of the older stuff. Mm -hmm. It has great memories for me, and I hold a lot of the tunes dearly. Yeah. But you've moved on. I still play them at certain bits, but I like new music at the same time. I like to play different stuff. Some people just like to hear the old tunes. I hate being associated constantly with the old tunes mm -hmm. because I'm, I, I feel it's a relevance thing there, isn't it? I feel a bit, a bit more yeah. than just the old tunes. Mm. What advice would you give yourself when you're just starting out, if, knowing what you know now? If John was starting out, all now, those mistakes, experience, if you were wanting to do what you want to do, DJing wise, what would you do differently? I it's stuck in the production. Production. If I'm honest, I I went to, to SEE and became a sound engineer, and I had. Pro Tools set up and all this stuff back in 1998, 1999. Um, and I, I, I mastered some of it. But the DJ was, I was still DJing, doing alright. The DJ, I, I wish I'd stuck in it in production because it's very difficult to sit with somebody and, and try and get your ideas over to somebody, say, or your thoughts on what you're trying to do when the two of are working on it. The best way to sit for me would be sitting and go through it a million samples, come up with some ideas. Throw them down, sit with the yeah. kick drum, which would take and spend a full day for trying to get a kick drum or a hi hat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just sit and do that because you haven't got the time when you sit with somebody else. If you sit and do your own stuff and then go with the idea, say, listen, this is what I've done, can we make it better? Mm -hmm. I wish I'd stuck in the production. Production was the way, the best way to go and make that next level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was that all something you, you desired to go and tour as a producer as well, do you think? <sighs> no, no. Just no. It was just to make good tunes and become that you can play maybe as well. Well that, that, that I think it was I think it was just to make some good tunes and become a a, 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 a worldwide DJ basically. Mm -hmm. a worldwide. I didn't I never wanted fame or anything, it was never about fame. DJ was never about fame for me. Mm -hmm. DJ was about passion. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not quite comfortable standing up in front of a crowd. Yeah. I'll do it. And at the same time, I'm quite easy with it. But mm -hmm. fame was never my thing. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. So I suppose it's just more delving into more of the art of what you, the tracks you're yes. playing, knowing more about production, very with playing your own tracks. Yes. You know, yes. I, I just wanted to become a bigger, bigger. Playing better clubs, play around the world. I did play around the world, but to do more. I'll make more money at it. Uh, yeah, as a byproduct of the past. I will. It's uh, it'd be nice to be in, in some of the, the money situation with some of these guys are nowadays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't envy some of what they do, mm -hmm. but money wise, I mean, I mean I we, miss, we, miss, we, miss, we miss chances because when there was social media, one of for instance, the guys like the K class guys, mm -hmm. Paul and Russ, um, probably were four or five years away from becoming multi-millionaires because they were massive at the time. Mm -hmm. They never had social media and stuff. They were remixing it. Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Rowley to find it. No, two can play that game. Mm -hmm. Paul, Paul told me a story. I should tell us about it. Anyway, 
they, they took a fee and started taking the points for it or whatever the, the royalties were they would have made. Millions of dollars. Whatever. It went a worldwide hit, but they just took a fee. That's what it was. And it wasn't much. Right. So that sort of thing, um, if they had been people social get media, bombed, people if, they, get if they're making that sort of track and they're on social media and they're, they're worldwide, they can they be huge, massive, yeah. that type of thing. DJs who were good DJs back then, if they had social media, if they had that network to work on, internet, yeah. etc., could have been massive. Mm -hmm. Interesting that. So I think we've covered a key, key uh, few things there. Um, yes. A few key things there. Yep. Just about like, you know, the scene, artists, mindset, things you need to cover if you're up and coming as, a, as an artist. I say artist because it's no longer just a DJ. It, it seems right. I say that because it's different production artist, social uh, production media, media and social media. You need to be great at writing, articulating your point, networking, speaking to promoters. You're almost a team of seven people. Uh -huh. Do you know what I, I mean? agree. Agree. That's uh, that's that's difficult. Mm. It's got it's, it's got exchange pros and cons, but it's difficult. But it can be very helpful. You can be shit and be somebody. Mm -hmm. That's the bit I, that, that I don't like, but mm -hmm. who am I to say who's shit and who's not shit? It's, it's the, the clubber's perception of, of course it is. whether you're good or whether you're bad. Yeah. Um, aye, social media. Aye, aye, that's <laughs> it, but it's like, you know, you've got to, you've got to do it honestly, fundamental, it's like, we all love it. Yes. We're talking about pros and cons, but in the day we wouldn't be sitting here talking yes. about it. Aye. We wouldn't be sitting in this, this studio. Or it's more pro than con. I've met so many good people. Through, through a club, like you, etc. Ken coming through the ranks, etc. This old on. guy. The young guy, yeah. <laughs> etc. I've met so many people in life and became friends with people on yeah. the network, and it's just such a fantastic circle to be in. Totally. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, as I said, it's the, best, it's the best job in the world. Best job. I see if somebody said to me 30 years ago, you'll be DJing, you'll be making 11 something mm -hmm. to do. Um, 30 years to like, fuck off. Because when I was when I was a young guy, I know it's 50, it was dead. Mm -hmm. It's an old guy. That's what it was. But mm. times have changed and the DJing has definitely kept me young. And you're only as young as you feel like Exactly. Like. I mean I'm fucking not long younger looking you. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, 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 it's a fantastic thing to get into if you treat it properly. Yeah. If you're gonna abuse it. You'll be lo not long in it. I don't yes, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to do. So, John, um, tell us what's coming up uh, in your life, your DJ life. What's coming up? I'm pretty busy. Um, I'm working on different different uh, projects at the moment. Uh, DJ wise, we have still have residencies at SWG3, uh, O2 Academy, amongst other things. We've got stuff happening at the Hydro again, and obviously Colour Stress is coming up. So, yeah. there's loads happening and various things. And also, I do my video work. So. Aye, keeps you going, keeps you going, probably. Lord's happening, so go and check that out, go and follow all his stuff. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you in. Yes. Much appreciated. You've been a guy who I've looked up to, somebody who I've walked into, that, into the arches and had that moment. And left. And left. <laughs> no, but I'm see, doing something like, else. That moment you see over the sea, you're like, you know, what are we about to you know, go and take here? It's been a pleasure having you in, much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Aye, not a problem, it's been great hearing the stories. And uh, aye, hopefully, hopefully that's been some good and yes. simple stuff for hopefully all you guys out And uh, YouTube one, so yes John, that's been Escapade number 16. 16. 16. John Mancini, the proper way. Grazie, grazie. Grazie, prego, prego. Cheers folks, see you soon. Oh. <laughs>